what's up you good humans this is unnecessary rambling i am brandon sylvia joined by mr jeffrey martin in the building how you doing dog yo yo keep on smoothing baby how's it going it's been three weeks since we recorded everyone you guys all got those bulk of videos every week and we're back at it. We're back recording. So keep smoothing. I didn't have anybody to say keep smoothing to. How are you? I got it. I got it. <laughs> you, you've already opened up the, the can of worms. I got to show you this uh, vamp for a second. I got to show all right. you this. Uh, I'm stalling for time. Everyone. Hi. How's it going? Welcome. Hope you're all doing great. We're here to talk about video games. I don't know. I don't know what to say right now. Just go with it. So what is, oh, we're doing a clothing. Are we doing a little, uh, we're doing a little clothing uh, fashion show here. Brandon's going to go on the runway for us and do a, uh, a fashion show. Bounce, so, bounce, bounce. I got to show you this, man. All right. What's hey, this, man? What do you got? Well, it's a, it's an unnecessary rambling shirt with my old what? logo that, that, uh, Mondane, Mr. Mondane. What he, is he, that? Oh he God. created this for us, but here's the, here's the thing. Here's the kicker. That's so his, his wife made it, but here's the, I gotta, I hope, I hope. What? No, it doesn't say. It says keep smoothing. Keep smoothing. No way. It does. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. It was so sick, man. It was such a cool little gift. I, I think his wife made it, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, she made like a bunch of shirts for Retro Rivals and a uh, bunch of other people. It was, it was really cool, man. Really cool. That is dope. Holy cow. So, uh, yeah, I didn't know. If anyone watched, I didn't know about this ahead of time. Like, Brandon. Yeah. But I, and I only know of Mo and Dane. Hey, Mo and Dane, what's up through, through you and through the channel. So that's super cool that you made that. Tell us about real quick. So you were part of the time, part of the reason why we had some time away is you went to a game conference thing, right? Or a convention, yeah. right? So tell us real quickly about, it. I, I haven't got to hear about it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time. I'm, I, I think I've told you this before. I don't really collect games as much as I used to. So like the actual convention, I didn't really like that wasn't what I was interested in all that much. It was a great convention, well put together and all that. There was like wrestling and um, what do they call it? Like the anime girls and the, like the people that dress up. Oh, cosplay. Cosplay. Yeah. They had like a, a big <laughs> event with that where they all walked out on stage, cool costumes and stuff like, so I, I sat down with a developer and previewed his game and talked what? to him about his game. I, it was Limerick, something Limerick. I, I'm blanking. I'm sorry, but it was, it was actually really cool. Like little horror Bioshock inspired title. Um, so there was like a lot of stuff to do outside of just looking for games really well put together convention, but I just went, if I'm being totally honest, man, I just went to, to hang out with retro rivals and mundane and, uh, met a bunch of cool people. Uh, uh, got some little gifts here that some people gave me drinks and games with Josh, real oh, nice sweet. guy. I think nice. it's a drink and games with Josh, real nice guy. Uh, That's yeah, man, just a bunch of really, really cool people. And my my whole MO there was I was like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna get these people wasted. I wanna go out <laughs> and yeah. I want I wanna get wasted with these people. And so that was that was really the the fun part for me more than the more than the convention was just going out and uh and seeing everybody's true colors. I played some volleyball. There was like a little bar that had a a, a beach volleyball circuit out there. I I I to be the size that I am, mm -hmm. I might be the most unathletic person on the planet at this size. It's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for you. It was awful, man. But it was a really, really good okay. time. <laughs> super, super cool people. I got like little, uh, I'm using this this coaster that Retro Rivals what? gave me right now. I'm using That's it for, awesome. my, for my Gatorade. Dude, just, just the kindest, coolest people, man. Super cool people. Because these channels, I know, because when you used to do easygoing gaming, you know, when we were kind of 
you know, friends started through that. I know a lot of these channel names that I see, Retro Rivals, Moen Day, and things like that. I've seen them in your comments and things like that before. So, hey, guys, for you, Western, appreciate you. But uh, it's cool that you, was this the first time you were like meeting a lot of them actually in person, apart from like doing videos with them or whatever? Yeah, yeah. The first time I met all of them, Moen Day and I, we drove down there, you know, the four or five hour drive or whatever. We we drove down there together. So it was a nice. cool car, car ride getting to hang out with him. But yeah, it was the first time I got to meet all of them and they were all really chill. And like you said, you know, I'm not really a digital, like I, I'm not a digital friend maker kind of guy. Like I don't really, right. I don't know. I've never done that before. Like I've never been a part of online communities. I've never, I've never done any of this stuff. So right. I think that was the craziest thing to me where the first night there was a, a barcade that we went to called, I believe pinkies. Mm-hmm. And seeing everybody kind of congregating together, just shooting the shit, like having a real good time. I was like, Oh my God, these people are actually humans that, that <laughs> like, it's not just a right. internet bots. You know what I mean? Like these are right. good down to earth people that just like video games and like talking about that with other like-minded people. It's really cool. That's cool, man. What a cool experience. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. Like I'm jealous. It sounds like such a cool experience getting to, Cause it just like us, right? Like we've never met in person, but we've yeah. been friends for years now. So like, that's pretty crazy. And I think that's one of the coolest things, you know, about the whole YouTube thing or making videos, or I guess maybe any other online thing, but getting to work or getting to like, kind of talk to or hang out with other creators. Like I've never gotten to do what you've done, but there's a plenty of so cool creators that I've gotten to like meet over the years that I want to hang out with in person, but they're like all around the world and they're like fancy and I'm not, so they probably don't want to, but you know, that's cool that you got to hang out with people that you've gotten to know through the whole YouTube thing. It is a, it's a cool thing, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, you know, like you said, everyone's all uh, retro rivals are from, from Canada and uh, Mondane's actually from Alabama. So we're, we're not too far apart from one another, but you know, still four or five hours apart, but you know, like, yeah, you, you and I are across the damn country from one another. So yeah, it, it makes things tough, but I, I I know that they were talking, I believe about going to a Milwaukee, a conference in Milwaukee or a convention in Milwaukee. So I know that's not too, too far from you. So we might have to, might have to hit up a middle ground there. I want to meet some people. That sounds fun, you know? So, well, Hey, I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you got to meet everyone for all of you watching. That's cool that you guys got to all hang out. So I'm glad it was a good experience. It was I, fun, uh, man. Yeah, nice. Good, All good right, time. Well, well we're so, hope, hopefully we're not too rusty from three weeks of not doing this. Uh, so here we go. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Do, do you uh do any any vacation story? Because you you went on a, a excursion as well. Any any vacation stories? You interesting stories you want to share with the people? I mean, it's nothing thrilling. I mean, I went to go visit some family with my wife, so that was always grateful to do that. It's always a good time. Had some family move to another state, so we went to go visit them. So it was good. It's nice. You know, I always appreciate that. But, uh, you know, so no no major vacation. Excite- nothing really exciting. So, I mean, you know, job things and things like that, I guess is pretty cool. But, you know, I'm just, uh, I don't have anything exciting for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Well, so, it is episode 22. 21 according to the to our little behind the scenes sheet but 21 sure, we can say 22 who cares it's just a number it's just a number man 21 whatever we're on we episode got episode 100 one. we did it <laughs> all right calling in our retirement cards here uh man so what we're doing today as our main topic and i i uh, go ahead and give you guys a bit of a warning we 
I think might be waiting until next week to really dive into what we're playing as like just a yeah. full episode of what we're playing. Cause I've been doing some binging Jeffrey. I've have been you? doing. Some, yes. Okay. I, and, and this is, this is stuff that I haven't even updated on the, the, the document yet. Yeah. I, I, the last two days have been a binge fest for me, man. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've been, We'll we'll get into it next week, but it, it just total binge fest, and then even a little bit of binging uh, today. So I'm we're gonna have a to hear it. yeah yeah we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week. In a way, that's almost better. I'm glad to hear you say that because I I'll be honest, I'm the opposite. I've literally struggled to play games, which is really depressing. Like I just a haven't had a lot of excitement to play games because of like work and life, as you can understand sometimes. Oh yeah. So I barely had anything to like talk about as far as games. So that's good. That you have a lot, but I hope that I can have more to talk about next time if we dive into that. But we don't know how to worry about next time right now. We'll people can you hopefully you guys can wait patiently for that. So <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a big one. But today it's time for the draft. It's time to ready the troops. Time for war. Jeffrey and I in our in our in our in our draft of August. We're gonna be drafting the the games of August and holy smokes, dude. This is a this is a month. This is a real deal month. But it is. For those of you unaware, we did a draft last month where we drafted the games of July and we have the results for that. Uh, and and essentially what we're doing here I, I think you kind of get the idea where we're drafting games based off of I think I want to change it from metacritic to open critic if you're cool with that because open critic has like one score super easy to go off of where metacritic has it for like different platforms and stuff and I also think yeah. that'll help us that way we're not picking like uh ports you know a, a game that was on the the switch being ported to PlayStation cuz like I don't know I just don't think that's as fun and also it really bit me in the uh, in the arse this week with a port that I picked that doesn't have a damn review that we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit. But I just oh, think, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I, I mean, based on, I guess, the, the games that we talked about, I can understand you. Yeah. So I just think going with like new games and, you know, we'll, we can mix it up if there's a super slow month. Regardless, I think going with Open Critic might be the easiest, easiest outcome. That's fine. I don't, doesn't matter to me. We can go with, go with that. I I'll be honest. I'm not like too. I don't really go to Metacritic or open critic for mo most of it, much of anything, unless it's my jobs that I need to do that for sometimes. So yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Can I, oh. can I just ask one question real fast? I want yes, to, sir. can I step back for a second? Yeah. About the, what we're playing. I know we're going to wait on that. Can I, can I just ask really quick? Did, did I, I just want to know if you liked guilt. I just need to know that because I finished it in the time of us being away, but I, I just, I just need to know because I've been so anxiously waiting oh, just at all what you thought about it because we haven't really talked much the last few weeks. Go, can you just tell me if you like that or not? Yeah. If it's okay if you didn't. No, I, I played through it too. I finished it too. And I, I, I did like it. I did like it. I Let me ask. Ah, I, I liked it. Let's say let's save the rest for last week, for <laughs> okay. next week because I do have some. Okay. Okay. We yeah, can wait. We'll, save it. we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. All right. We'll but save yeah, it. I just overall, I do know. like it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um. So... Jeffrey, you slaughtered me in, in our, our July draft. You absolutely eviscerated me, dude. You have a score of 304 with Disney Illusion. This is your team that you drafted. Disney Illusion Island, it came in at a 75. Uh, Oxenfree 2, it came in at a 78. 
Remnant 2 came in at an 81. Sea of Thieves <laughs> DLC, that ended up not getting a review for, for whatever reason, um, which once again, I think that would help go into Open Critic. That way we're not worrying about DLC and ports and stuff like that, just brand new games. Um, and then Guilt, it it's a 70 on Open Critic, but that's the old score. It it on on Metacritic, it's around a seventy five. But I just I went ahead and used the the Open Critic score. It doesn't matter what the hell guilt scored at. You got a three hundred and four for your overall score to okay. my one hundred and sixty five. Wow, you really failed. You're right. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, you're right. You dropped dude. the ball there. Come on, you're supposed to be the pro at this. No, I'm just kidding. You slaughtered me, dude. So, Immortals of Avium that kicked off my list for July, and uh, it didn't come out. <laughs> That's so... kind of a problem. Yeah, I mean, good in the long run for the game. Hopefully, be more polished, but that is a bummer. <laughs> so, so my my number one draft pick just decides not to show up for for opening night, and then. I did get a good one here with Pikmin 4. That that's at an 88 right now. That's not surprising. People love Pikmin. And then the expanse. I this was a dumb pick. I'm taking my L on this one. I, I know it's an episodic game. I just kind of figured that Telltale would give reviewers, you know, a full game to review so that they could because if it's good, that's gonna help. Oh the sales obviously you know so i'm guessing that it seems like reviewers reviewed episode one through three or, or one and two hmm. and yeah. so that there's no scores published for it yet and i i think that's kind of dumb on hmm. on telltale's part you know get get like you look at something i know it's not going to be of the caliber of elden ring but something like elden ring where the other from soft games you know sold okay but then you have Elden Ring that's sitting at a 97 on Metacritic and everyone's giving it a 10 out of 10. And the thing, it sells 20 million copies in the first year. Like it, it does matter if your game has a buzz behind it. It does matter. So I was a little bit shocked by that, man. Uh, th yeah, I guess it's it is weird, especially because, I mean, obviously the telltale developer of today isn't the same as it was back with, you know, the Wolf Among Us, the Walking Dead, things like that. The Batman story ones, whatever, you know. But so like there is that difference now, but you would think for how many people were still at least somewhat excited for the expanse being that it's still a new version of telltale in hopes that they would recreate the, the magic of they had that they had in the other things like the walking dead, you would think they would have gone way far and above to make sure exactly what you're saying that there's a full picture to grasp for reviewers, but maybe it's also could it just be that they're working on those? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, honestly, I'm not familiar with the expanse or even a lot of telltales, new, newer stuff. If there even is anything, but You're... that does seem strange. Cause you'd want to put your best foot forward, especially when telltale, the new version is kind of an unknown quantity for a lot of people, right? So totally, man. I think you're, I, I, I think you're 100% right. That it's just that the rest of the episodes aren't ready yet. And yeah. to me, that, I don't know. I, I just don't think that's a smart rollout, especially when you're reviving this company from the ashes. But I played episode one. We'll talk about it next week. Um, Ratchet and Clank PC. This one, I'm not taking an L on this. I, I, I'm, I'm fighting to the <laughs> grave. I'm not taking an L on this. I don't understand this. Well, why are the PC sites not jumping to review this? That's weird to me because God of War, people jump to review that. Uh, you know, days gone and like, uh, all of the PlayStation ports have reviews and it's yeah. just for whatever reason, the, the 
no, none of the sites, I guess, jumped at the opportunity unless there, you know, wasn't a proper review code once again given out with enough time to review it. Maybe reviews will come later. But I just, I was like, damn, no reviews for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. That's a big game, a great game. That is weird. Honestly, like I'll be, I don't, I'm not. I haven't even, I haven't seen any pop-ups, so I guess that's the problem. But I mean, mm-hmm. even my jobs, I'm kind of in the know on this stuff, you know, with like the, the, one of the sites I work for, Game Rant, like we get a lot of that stuff up front and I haven't seen a Ratchet and Clank, I don't think, review of it, which Game Rant usually gets a bunch of that stuff ahead of time. So my only guess, which would seem strange for, ins- well, I guess it's not really Insomniac because it's, who's the porting studio? Do you know who ported it over to PC? I think it was Nixus, but I'm not 100% sure on that either. It is weird, but my only guess, and this is just complete conjecture, is that it was maybe purposely not sent out review codes because of the state of how a lot of PC ports from the PlayStation side of things have been pretty bad, at least yeah. initially. That would, but but that would also seem strange for Sony to pull a thing like that. And again, that's just a complete guess, but that's just what I'm thinking is maybe it just wasn't. Well, have you known? Have you even heard in any discourse if it did do well? Not review score, but like if it performed well, at least. Yeah, well, I watched the Digital Foundry uh, breakdown of it, and they say like on PC it runs mm-hmm. exceptionally well, and and then like they even took a because Insomniac, and I, I will this is something I will take the L on. Thankfully, I don't have easygoing gaming. Uh, you can't go back and fact check this, but I, I'll go ahead and admit it. <laughs> a, a, admit it to you. Um, on easygoing gaming, when I played Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I said that I think this is something that probably could run on like a PlayStation Four Pro and Digital Foundry pretty much proved that that's not the case where they were uh, listen i don't know a lot about pc stuff but they essentially were like using the power of a playstation 4 to run the pc port and it could not at all run the game so i I, i'll take my l on that one Uh, retroactively i'll I'll take my (laughs) l on on that but yeah no no review scores so that one really hurt me and then viewfinder at an 82 so i had two of my five games with review score so that's why i was thinking that going forward probably a smart move to just go with you know to to go with new games that are coming out that we know will have review scores or at least should have review scores it's an interesting and maybe this will have to like revamp whether it's a review score thing or some other way to do points because it is funny because of all the games of the ones i chose the only one i've played so far is guilt uh, I picked up Disney Illusion Island. Uh, I bought it digitally on the shop last night. It was like 40 bucks because my wife and I are pumped to play through that. Um, but it is funny because I don't know. I'm just trying to think if there's a way to revamp it where it's not review scores because like maybe it's like games we play. I don't know because I feel like I haven't even like I win. I win this, I guess, but I haven't even played most of these except for guilt. So well, yeah, I don't, I don't think I feel it, like not a real winner. No, well, uh, I'm not going to play a lot of this. I'm not, I'm, I have no interest in picking. I don't even have the device to yeah. play Pikmin for. It's, it's just silly kind of just, just looking at the the industry and trying to, to make some selection, just some sort of ongoing theme to, uh, you know, to, to do a little fantasy drafting. Well, we shouldn't as well. What I've learned and what all of you have learned is we should not trust Brandon. Yeah, my, my <laughs> at the, at this point, guys, my opinion is uh, it, it's no good for you. So, so Jeffrey is the kid, the, the winner here with with I kid. Well, that's great to hear, but 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 it's okay because now we have a new month. We're rolling into August in just a couple of days of recording this. So maybe this is your month. Maybe this is the one you'll blow me out of the water. I, I doubt it. I'm not feeling confident for you. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I just wanted to try to be spicy here, but we got we got a lot. I mean, August I feel like is kicking off. I mean, August, September, but obviously October is a big one, but I feel like August is kicking off the next few months of being really jam packed. And 
I, I'm sad that I haven't had as much time to play games because I want to play a lot of these coming out. But man, trying to find time for this is going to be is going to be brutal. August is crazy, dude. It's it so crazy. I oh, like you said, it's just kicking off the season of insanity. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, guys, how this works is we're gonna switch over to Open Critic. We're gonna be drafting five games apiece, five to my team, five to Jeffries, and I think. Oh, I had an idea. Let me know if you like this. Okay. I, <laughs> I want to do the this thing where we pick alternates in the case of something getting delayed in the case of something for whatever reason not having a review score but i think you should pick my alternate and i should pick your alternate to make it spicy so that we try to alternate we that we pick we try to make it like a game that we think could get delayed or a game that we think is going to be bad or whatever that way you have to be left with that you know I think let's do that. Let the, the more that we can, just like we do with the publisher rankings and kind of threw a little notch in it at the very end. We, that wasn't even that spicy. We could make this spicy here. I, I, I agree with that. The more spice, the better. Absolutely, man. You got to get that, that clickbait spice. Got to get that heartburn. All right. <laughs> so where, so where are we starting off? Because I feel like, like we do with July, we just kind of each took a pick, but then whoever has first pick could be. So how do we, how do we determine who's picking first? Do we need to do like a, a coin flip no. and rock, paper, scissors? No, no, sir. You, you the, the to to the victor goes the spoils, my friend. You that's are right, picking... loser. How dare you? <laughs> you're you're picking first, dog. You 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 handed me a catastrophic L on the first <laughs> month, so I can't I can't take the first pick. I think whoever wins gets the 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 first pick in the next month. We would uh, no no. What do they what do what do all the people complain about about today's society? A lot no. of things. A yeah. lot of things they complain about. Where do we start? Should we start the episode on that? Okay. It's the trophy. The the uh. Damn, man. What's the phrase? All these kids today, they get blank trophy. Uh, damn it, man. I'm I know losing... what you're saying. Like, basically, yeah. everyone has to be rewarded for like awarded for something, even if they don't do well. Right. Yeah. And there's like a term for it that all the people throw around all the angry. I people. Know. I, I don't. I don't. I, Anyways, although really quick aside for that, which actually that just made me think of it reminded me even like 15, 16, no longer that almost 20 years ago when I was in high school, which is really depressing. I was in, I was in theater and they gave out awards at the end of, so this has been going back almost 20 years now. They gave out awards to all the people and and my award, which was one of these awards that you're talking (laughs) about was most improved actor. That's not a good award. That just means you're not good, but like, we need to give you something. So I, I wasn't good, but I improved. No, I disagree. How awful is that? No, don't just, no, you can't disagree. I right, think why? that's a, I think that's okay because like in the NBA, if like um you know say whoever has a season where they score seven points a game and then the next season they score eighteen, they get most improved player of the year award and they they have to compete against other players who improve. I think that's actually a kind of cool award. All right, well you just all right, well you ruined my whole point about that that we get <laughs> awards for nothing. So never mind. Apparently I'm the best actor. All right, let's more, go. Ahead. More awards for everybody. We all need to feel good. Damn it. <laughs> We all need awards. All right. Well, we're the best video podcast ever. So yeah, there you go. I mean, that's just a fact, baby. That's just a fact. So it's your pick, right. dude. You're you're fucking waste. Oh, I'm sorry. You're wasted all the damn time here. Hey. It's, it's your pick. First of August, you, you you hit me with something, Jeffrey. Hit dude, me with something. First of all, dude, you don't got to apologize for swearing, man. You be you. You just just do your thing, man. We're just we're smoothing. Keep smoothing, Mo and Dane. Thank you. Smooth. Um. All right. I'm gonna choose. Oh, the the joking part of me wants to choose Smurf carts because I'm a I, I just love cart racers. That's a stupid pick, and I'm not going to, but yeah. I want to because I love cart racers and I'll buy all of them. I bought Hello Kitty racers. Don't judge me. I judge myself enough. The game I'm choosing is going to be August 29th. It's going to be Sea of Stars. The reason I'm choosing that, and I haven't played it. There is a demo right now. I have it downloaded on my Xbox. But the reason I'm choosing Sea of Stars is because this is a throwback 
this game, I feel like it's maybe, I don't know if it's been in development hell, but it's supposed to have been coming out for years. Sea of Stars is like a classic SNES, like RPG to the core. Pixel art, beautiful like graphics, but like beautiful score, turn-based battles, explorable overworld. I haven't played it, but again, I have the demo. But everything I hear about this game is people are dying to get their hands on the full release because it is a throwback title. It's one of those games that people are, from the indie scene, people are craving. Um so Sea of Stars is going to be the one I pick August 29th. It looks like it's coming to all platforms pretty much. Um, that's, I don't know. I, I have a strong feeling I could see this being eighties, maybe into the nineties because of that, but I don't, I don't have much to go off on other than people seem to be pumped about it. Yeah, man. Yeah. This is a PlayStation five, Xbox series, X and S PS4, Xbox one, Switch, PC. It's pretty much everywhere. So I, I think it's going to be one that a lot of people end up diving into. And I think you might be hey, good right. Pun. Diving into C, C of C, oh. di- oh, psh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think that the, I really could see this crack in the nines, man. I, 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 it's just that nostalgia playing into that nostalgia. The Chrono Trigger fans out there, like mm-hmm. a love letter to that golden era of JRPGs and coming to Game Pass day one and uh, um, whatever the PlayStation service is called day one. Oh yeah, I completely dude. You're right. That's a huge win. Like the fact yeah. that they're coming day and date on both services is a pretty cool trend, which is almost crazy to think of that. It's more on PlayStation side to catch up on that, but that is pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that developer got the bag and I, I respect it. So, and there is a demo right now, so people can go try it, but uh, yeah, so I'm going to see if stars, I think that that's going to be a winner. So hit me with your first pick then. Mm. I, <laughs> I think I gotta go safe here. I gotta go Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, coming coming uh August third to PC. Coming September sixth, the same day as Starfield to PlayStation, and then we don't really know about the Xbox release. Listen, man. Um, I think that this is almost a no brainer that it's going to review well. I did hear recently, and this is something that does worry me, that review codes are only being given out like a week or two before the game comes out. And this is, you know, they're talking about 200 plus hours of cinematics and 456,000 different endings and all this crazy stuff going on. You're, you're making love with a bear. It's absolutely asinine. What, what are these people <laughs> over there doing? But there, there's just so much in this game, seemingly so many different play styles and you know characters you can build and so much replayability i worry you know are the reviews going to drop in time for our next episode that's the only thing that has me worried there i think that they will because it is august 3rd by the time you know we do this it it, it you know we'll, we'll do it at the end of uh the end of august <laughs> so i think there should be enough reviews in there to get me on the board and i think if they are it'll be exceptional. Uh, I would imagine. I mean, that's, that's the pick I was going to do aside from sea of stars. That's a banger pick. I mean, the Larry and it's Larry and studios, right? I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Larry and studios, they do all these. I mean, they know what they're doing. Like they know how to make these games, even if there's little hiccups, like they're, they're like the ones for these types of meaty, meaty RPGs. So the, the review code thing, I feel like the week out, I mean, I can't speak for the whole industry, but the little I know of review stuff is that's a pretty decent time frame. While it is a meaty game, if it was going to be like a day before or day of, yeah, that'd be more concerning. But the fact that there's confidence to even send it out a week out, I don't think there's a lot to worry about with that. 
Yeah, I, I hope not, man. It's just it's a huge game. So yeah, but but I I, th- I think you're right. By the time we get in here next month, there there should be enough scores in there to to count for something. So Baldur's Gate three coming to PC August third, PlayStation five September sixth. All right, that's a, that's a good pick. I mean, those, I feel like those those two are very strong. There's a lot of it's funny when I'm looking through this list. There's a lot of unknown here, and that's that's where I guess it could be fun with the picking the alternates. A lot of these I could feel either get pushed or maybe just don't even get a lot of review presence. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, oh, I'm torn between two. I hope you don't pick the other one. I'm going to go with Blasphemous 2. So the first Blasphemous, although it was, so for those that don't, don't know, I guess the first Blasphemous was a pretty punishing, dark, you know, like almost religious take on uh, the souls born, but in a 2D presence, there was some Metroidvania elements, but it was very light on that. It was more so like, action platforming but souls like brutal punishment um but like this really heavy duty dark religious theme to it um i remember playing blasphemous and, and i loved like the whole what it was evoking but it was too hard for me yeah. so with blasphemous too um from what i know about it they're really leaning into the metroidvania aspect so it's still supposed to be pretty challenging but the second outing they're really going to be pushing the metroidvania the exploration the platforming while still retaining the punishing combat and the really cool like dark atmosphere um i have a strong feeling with nothing to go off of that this is going to be a banger because the first one is beloved um even with some of the issues i think the second one the studio which i can't remember right now is gonna is gonna knock it out of the park um and really i, I forgot to mention so blasphemous 2 is coming august 24th right now for the playstation for playstation 5 xbox series switch and pc um what do you think how do you th- how do you feeling about that one as a second pick yeah that's a that's a solid second pick it, that's pretty high up on my list for for what i was going to go for so good selection there jeffrey now where are you going where are you going next you can take smurf's card if you want <laughs> i'm gonna leave that one for you brother i'm gonna you leave that one you for take you it. take one for the team all right go ahead damn man i <laughs> you're I not wanted... gonna go with your your number one from last time hmm Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I could go there, couldn't I? <laughs> I I'm gonna go. Oh, I think this is stupid. I'm gonna go with my heart. This is gonna get me the L for next month, but I'm going with my heart. I'm going with WrestleQuest. Going with WrestleQuest, August eighth. Yeah. Uh, come in PlayStation Five, Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. I have pretty much been avoiding all trailers and in details about this game for a while. And so I really don't want to know anything about the story until I jump into it for myself. But f- for those of you who have been around the channel for a while, you know about WrestleQuest. I've talked about it to death. Uh, the old school, you know, NES, SNES inspired turn-based RPG where you you got all the icon, not all, but a lot of the iconic wrestlers from the 80s, your your I think Macho Man and Jake the Snake and Andre the Giant and even throwing in people like DDP. And it's just like a story-based wrestling game, which is something I have been craving for my entire life. And no one does it. it it's just, it boggles the mind how <laughs> how entrenched uh, storytelling is to, to the, the DNA of wrestling. And then it's like avoided at all costs. In most games. And I don't know. I'm just excited for this. I hope it sets a new trend. I hope we see, you know, like real time action wrestling games or even something like a telltale wrestling game that that's all story focused in the future. I just hope this does well. And I hope we can see more takes on this formula in the future. But 
there's a big game that I passed up on that that I I think you're about to nab, and I, I think that was pretty stupid of me. But I'm going with my heart. Wrestle Quest. I mean, I don't know why you're being hard on it. That was a smart pick. I mean, if you if you watch, I know I know you haven't been watching as much about it, but anything from the behind the scenes of the developers, and if you watch channels that have like gone to PAX and the conferences where WrestleQuest is at, you can very much tell these developers it's a passion project. Like they yeah. love wrestling, they love the old school RPGs, kind of like Sea of Stars that they're talking about. Like you can very much not that that equates to it's going to be a good game but like if you feel that soul in there like you have to imagine there's something going right and the amount of discourse through that game in the industry like that usually typically or can signify it's going to be pretty solid so i don't know why you're being hard on it that seems like a solid pick overall the only reason i'm being hard on it is because there is an obvious one sitting right here and then we'll, we'll see we'll see it's funny because I don't know the obvious when you say that I don't actually know the obvious one you're talking about, which is interesting. So I may not even pick that. But okay, thank God, thank God. I want to I want to take an L really quick. Okay, this has been bothering me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the L on this. This has nothing to do with this draft thing, but because I'm not picking this game, I'm just gonna say that right now. I'm not picking this game right now. But when I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre on here, I want to take the L because in a previous episode we were talking about Friday the Thirteenth and the Predator multiplayer asymmetric game. And I kept referring to Ilphonic as the developer. Ilphonic is the developer. That's a huge L for me. It's Gun Media. Gun Media is the one that made uh, Friday. Friday the 13th. Gun Media that made, I believe, was uh, the Predator, maybe. And okay. they're the ones doing the Texas Chainsaw. So that was just an L on me. I kept saying Ilphonic was the ones that are dropping the ball long-term with these games. So not that I want to give any hate around or anything like that, but I was wrong about that, and I felt I felt guilty. So. Hey, dude. Yeah, I, I'd say all kinds of dumb shit all the time. You're good. <laughs> it's true. You do. No, I just kidding. I love you. I love you, brother. All right. I don't know the one you're talking about, but the next one I'm going to pick, maybe this is the one, is Armored Core 6, yeah. Fires of Rubicon. Oh, that is it. Okay. Yeah, Armored, absolutely. <laughs> Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. So that's coming uh, August 25th. Right now for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series 4, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. I have no interest in this. So for those that don't know, the Armored Core series is a mech-based game from from software. So Armored Core games are way back in the day. They were so popular. People loved them. I I have zero interest in this. But to your point, people are really darn hyped. And if we're even talking about the Armored Core fans that have loved this series for decades, there's so much excitement behind this because From Software knows how to deliver on past what am I trying to say? They know how to deliver on like their past titles and like stick yeah. to what made them special. People are thinking that this is going to be like a Dark Souls game. That's not what Armored Core is. It's supposed to be punishing, but like it's a completely different property for them. So yeah, I do think this is going to be a juggernaut. Um, was that the one? Was that the yeah. one you were talking about? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. August 25th, PS5, Xbox Series XS, PS4, Xbox One, PC, everything but the Switch. Yeah. Will, this is the question, will the yeah. FromSoft fans be satiated will the souls fans be satiated with this is this going to be because armored core and i'm I'm a nerd here i did i did some research (laughs) armored armored core has never cracked over an 80 on metacritic i don't think really wow And, and like i just wonder is FromSoft too much of a critical darling too much of the industry darling to slip again will will people let them slip if they, you know, the game isn't incredible or will it just review like from soft games review? It's, it's, this is a really tricky one, but I just think it's a, it's a, I think it's a smart pick. If you didn't pick this, that that's where I was going to go as well. 
I mean, the thing with Armored Core, though, and I think this is where there's going to be a lot of naivete is that people that are maybe just played uh, like the Demon Souls remake or people that just played Elden Ring or maybe Bloodborne are my guess or for at least what I've heard is they're going to be like, oh, it's a mech based Soulsborne game. That's not what Armored Core is. It's a punishing game. They're, they've always been challenging. But if you're going into this Armored Core game thinking that it's going to be like playing Bloodborne with mechs, that's not what it is. It's not what they've been. Even if they don't review well, Armored Core has had a long history of really dedicated to fans. That doesn't always equate to a perfect game, but I think if people are going into it thinking it's going to be like an Elden Ring, that's not at all the same type of experience. This is a more linear, stage-based, like, mech-type game. It's not going to be that. And From Software knows that. They've been making games for decades now. Like, they'll have, they can have a winner without it being a juggernaut like Elden Ring. Yeah, it's just I'm so curious to see them step away from that mold and see what the response is. This is a big, big title. I actually I thought about picking it up, um, but when I heard it was 60 hours, I was like, no, I can't. I can't do 60 hours. If it was like 10, 15, I would have I would have jumped on that for sure. But not saying that's a reason I had more content. That's a great thing for, you know. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a solid pick, man. All right. Well, I'm, I'm curious because we're getting into some like kind of sketchier area potentially. So I'm curious to see what you're going to go with next. There's a lot of unknowns here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm curious where you're going with this next because mm. I don't really know where I'm going with it next. So there's one that I want, Jeffrey, but <laughs> it bit me in the arse last last month. And I do I go Immortals of Avium here? August 22nd. That that seems like it, it can slip just a slip on a banana peel and fall out of August so quickly. I don't see it staying in August. I have nothing to base this on. I I just don't, I just don't see it staying in August if I'm honest, but Hey, you do you, man, you pick it if you want. You you took me to the grave last month. Immortals. I I don't, I'm going to take it. I'm taking Immortals of Avium. I'm taking Immortals of Avium, the, the PlayStation five, Xbox series X PC, August 22nd. Listen, it (laughs) just, it is, speaking to my sensibilities as a gamer you know a tight linear first person shooter campaign not this humongous open world expansive never-ending thing like you it seems manageable it seems like it's just really going hardcore into the powers the diversity of gameplay and some cool spectacle with the 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 scenery the locations it just looks so cool but it bit me in the bit me in the rear last month, and I'm just praying it doesn't this month. August 22nd. God, I don't like that date, but Immortals of Avium, I'm taking you. I, I, I need to ask you a question, though, because I feel like aside from it slipping out of the uh, August, do you do you think that it's going to review well? I think it will hit about a 78. Interesting. See, my guess is it's going to be a 60s game. Ooh. I don't think, and again, this is just, there's nothing to base this on, but I just have this strong inkling that it's going to be one of these games that's so hyped and maybe not in all the right places that it's not going to deliver. I just, mm. I don't, I don't want that to be the case. It looks great, but I, I just, I don't see this being past a 60. So, I could hey. I I could see some, some jank on it. I could see some like bugs that we're not expecting, but I think mid sevens. I think mid sevens. And if it hits mid sevens, I'm happy with that selection there. If it comes out. Sure. Hey, the PS3 era, Xbox 360 era was filled with sevens and even sixes. And that was, that was great because you got to try new things and they were awesome. Most of the time, even if the games weren't the best. 
dude. Right? Yeah. And you're, you're like on to the next one after 10 hours. And, and like, I just finished playing Spider-Man shattered dimensions and, <laughs> you know, and then edge of time last month. It's just like, I can hop around, you know, fear it's seven. Hours. Like you can just hop around so much and get so many cool experiences that don't try to suck your life away from you. I really miss that design. And like, uh, the game you sent me, uh, you sent me a link to, to Topanga, Topanga two or something. Oh it yeah, it's like, like a f- stupid name, but it looks like basically like fear. And yes. it's meant to be like fear again. Yeah. That looks we, awesome. We need more of that, man. So I'm I'm going with Immortals out of out of uh, my my heart longing for that era of games again. So that's my pick. Dude, I want it to be good too. It looks amazing. So like, here's hoping it is, and here's hoping you can take the win on that. Yeah. Um what, do we got two more each, right? Two more each and then an alternate. Uh, we're all I mean we're running out of things to an extent too i'm gonna go with one this this to me is a, it's a small gem but uh, i'm gonna go with moving out too um anyone that a little bit knows me is i'm a huge indie guy that's where i started with youtube is indies uh the first moving out it's you're literally it's a multiplayer you know kind of like overcooked but like moving stuff around a house and moving it out it's so stupid it's so silly it's so fun it provides a lot of laughs the first one i don't know what the review scores were but i loved the first one i think if they just build upon that zany physics based overcooked antics but in that same like cartoony aesthetic where you play with a partner or a friend or someone and just like get your furniture out as, as quickly as possible I, i'm not saying it'll be a nine or anything like that but i could easily see this being a uh um, one of those fun indie bangers. So yeah, that's a, that's, out a too. that's a great selection. I, I, I figured that will, that'll crack pretty high. I, I heard pretty much nothing but good things about that when the first one released. So that is a solid pick. And that's coming August 15th right now for P PS five, Xbox series, PS four, Xbox one switch and PC. So, Hey, nice little budget title. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, man. So that is, you know, right now you're sitting with sea of stars Blasphemous, Blasphemous 2, <laughs> Armored Core 6, and Moving Out 2. And then my three currently are Baldur's Gate 3, WrestleQuest, and Immortals of Avium. So, so the, where? The, lose, the losing picks, yes. All right. If, if, if last month is any indication, man, stomp me. So it's a. Uh, what I'm doing right now in my brain as I'm scrolling through my little list here is I'm looking for early August games. <laughs> I'm looking for things that will come out for sure. Because that at doesn't this point, mean anything though. That doesn't an early date in August for, or any month doesn't mean anything though. That doesn't mean it's not going to be pushed months. Yeah. You're I not mean, lo- putting it at the end of the month doesn't also mean anything either. So you're not lying, but here's the thing. If you <laughs> are a, a first week of August and you delay it now. When we're about to enter the first week of August, okay. you are that that is awful to your player base. But it's happened plenty of times. There's one I'm surprised. I, I'm, well, maybe I'm not. There is one I'm surprised you haven't picked, but I, I guess I don't really have much to go off on that. But go ahead. I'm, I'm honestly looking. I'm, I'm, I, I don't even. I'm curious where. I, okay. <laughs> Here. I, I God, because I don't want to say it and give it to you. But it's one that I do want, but we've saw so little of the gameplay. Okay. I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, uh, I might as well just say it here. Well, that's up to you if you want to pick it. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's a big gamble one, but yeah, go for it. No, I was going to say, I might as well just say the title that, that okay. we're, we're thinking of is, is it bomb rush cyberpunk? Oh no, that's not. I thought you were talking about Fort Solace. <laughs> oh dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way that's coming out. No one knows anything about it. I, I'm not touching Fort Solace. Not touching that thing with a with a ten foot pole. I, but 
bomb rush cyberpunk is that the one that so you're are you going with that or you're just saying it that was the one you're talking about i think i'm gonna oh I, th- I think i'm gonna go with it i'm gonna go with bomb rush cyberpunk because i just sure. i i really want to play this thing <laughs> really want to play it it's the the jet set radio uh, inspired title with all sorts of chaos going on there. You you got um, just a ton of variety with with your extreme sports. You have skateboarding, you have BMX biking. Uh, you, you you know obviously the the inline skating or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. It's my only worry with this game is that the developer has never made a game of this magnitude before or anything really even close. I would say. What but- else? Did- what else did do you know? What what's the develop? What else have they made? Do you have anything? Do you have any of those listed? I'm just curious. Yeah, they made a game called Lethal League, which is a fighting game, and it reviewed pretty well. It it, it the games have fantastic art style. They they <laughs> they have a fan base, so they reviewed well. Okay. So I'm hoping that this leap forward for them, you know, uh, uh, it's similar in the the art style is similar to to Lethal League, but I'm hoping that this leap forward for them, you know, with this huge 3D world and the you know extreme sports mechanics that they're weaving in there, I'm hoping it works for them. August 18th, I'm not loving that date, but Switch <laughs> and PC right now, I think it's coming to console at a later time, so I'll play it at a later time. But I'm really hoping when this drops, it hits, it hits, man, because we have not seen a lot of it, and that scares me deeply. That's fair. I, it is weird because I feel like a lot of channels that I watch and things that I read, there's a lot of hype around this because there's a lot of love for the jet set games. Um, like personally, it's not what I'm interested in, but I can see why people would be from those games and there's not much else like that. Yeah. Um, uh, you're right though. It is just, there's just not much that's been shown, which could be good or bad, but yeah. hey, it's a good pick though. It's honestly, it's one that I was going to pick if you did. So, okay. So we're, we're at four piece. This is our final pick jeffrey and then we get into the alternates where you pick mine and i pick yours i hate this i so badly want to choose smurf's cart <laughs> there's no i shouldn't it's gonna get like a four probably but you have no idea how much i love a cart racing game but i'm not gonna pick it so uh i'm gonna pick and this is only based off of one thing i'm gonna go with atlas fallen i don't think atlas fallen is staying even though it's close but it's focus home right I, yeah, Publishing? I believe so. I believe I'm so. Sure. I just as I said, I'm like, wait a minute, because I want because one of the channels I watched PlayStation Grenade did like a promo for it, and and when I saw Focus come up, I'm like, not that every game they publish is a winner, um, but Atlas Fallen, I don't know much about. It. Isn't that like the giant, like like open sand worldy, like third person sci fi ish, but you can like sandboard. But it's like, I don't really actually understand what it is, but it looks pretty intriguing. Yeah. So it's coming from Deck 13, the team behind um, Surge and, and Lords of the Fallen. But, oh, okay. All but right. this this is not that. This is no Soulsy. Not this is this looks like a character action game. It looks super, super unique. Like you said, gliding across sand, uh, super high octane combos customizable character a ton of it seems like a ton of depth within the different abilities and powers and just i wasn't sold on this game at all mm-hmm. until i watched like this five minute gameplay overview overview for it dude this looks so cool so mm-hmm. I, I, I after watching that five minutes i was like yeah i'm in i'm gonna buy this. i'm gonna play this game this looks that five minute trailer that five minute little snippet mm-hmm. of gameplay i was like this looks incredibly uh, just 
ripe with so much variety. And I love a good, uh, some good variety in my gameplay, man. You do love variety and you love a good <laughs> character action game. So yeah. I, I mean, to blindly choose this based on focus home, I know is silly, but I, I just love that focus home publishes a lot of gambles. Yes, And I think, again, we need more of that. We need more of those double A style, taking a chance on things like you saw, you know, in the, in the 360 PS3 era, or even in the PS2 era. So honestly, it's, I know that's just around the corner. So Atlas Fallen right now is August 10th for PlayStation 5, Xbox series uh, and PC. So to see it exclusive for PS5 and Xbox series is first of all, great. Cause it means the tech can be pushed a little further. Um, but it's hard. I feel like this week, I'm going to say now and this week, we're going to get like one of those little like Twitter things. We're like, we're sorry. We love you, but like we're delaying it. I don't feel confident about it, even though it's August 10th. But anyway, I'm going to go with that. So Jeffrey, I got to say, man, I think that's a good pick. August 10th. If you delay, I'll say, well, well I'll, I'll, I'll stand on this right now. If you delay <laughs> Atlas Fallen and uh, what's the date today? We're at like the uh, 30th. 30th. Yeah. Dude, if you delay Atlas Fallen, out of August 10th, it, it, that is criminal. You you got to delay it three weeks ago for this to, to make any, uh, that that would be awful to the player base. And in, in my opinion, a, a week from release or, you know, a little bit more than a week from release, that's, that's messed up in my opinion. So I think you might be safe there. All right, we'll see. So, all right, you're, we're, again, we're kind of slimish, slimish picking. So, and we should say the list that we're going off of is certainly not exhaustive of every single game coming in August. There's probably 50 more that either A, don't have released it or B, will just shadow drop. So, do keep that in mind if we're missing something. But what's your fifth? What's your fifth pick? I, I know, uh, Dead Air is the killer of all podcasts, but I really, okay, struggling right now. I'm going through my list. And I'm going to tell one that I'm so surprised you're not picking, but interesting. I, you should know the one I think you would pick based on things that you like that. I don't like, let's put it that way. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it'll be good, but there's one that I'm like, why are you not picking it? You love this type of stuff. Think about what I, what I don't really care for. Yeah, exactly. How are you not picking it? Madden. Yeah. Do you just not have any confidence in it? Uh, Jeffrey, man. (laughs) I gotta admit something to you. This What's is, that? I mean, I'm such an idiot, dude. I'm such a bumbling moron. I, this is a, this is the God's honest truth. Okay. They announced, and I'm admitting this to the world. This is like, this is what all gamers tell people not to do. Okay. They announced <laughs> that they were bringing back training camp modes and mini games. That's, that's all I've seen. And I, I bought the game. Wait, what, what do you mean you bought the game? Like I pre-ordered it. You, but to be fair to to be fair to you, you pre-ordered like four hundred games. So that's true. But this is Madden, and I know that all they did the the training camp modes yeah. that was in like all of the PlayStation Two and PlayStation Three, or definitely the PlayStation Two games, and they just stripped it out, and now they're reintroducing it back in like it's a new feature, and then they get whales and idiots like me to to jump on the jump on the grenade getting probably the same exact gameplay experience that we got in 23 but with three four different little training camps to do just a stupid decision i i I can't Uh believe that Uh one little thing got me to do that but yeah i I gotta i gotta admit that there i'll take my l on it well we'll see how it turns out 
Listen, it's okay. All right. Well, so anyway, I was just surprised because I thought that would be one you would go for, but it's not a bad, you know, choice there. It's August 18th. We know it's going to come out. So for a final pick for a list, it, you're, you're out of picks, right? You just had your fifth pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's your, so, you're on your last. So I'm, well, then we're done with that. And then alternates. Okay. So Madden's not a bad choice, man. I, I'm going to go. <laughs> Is my thing. Okay. Let me, let me, I'm going to, gonna, I'm going to go to my to, iPad. I need you to pick a really good one here. No pressure. Don't. Mess this up. This is your winning one. The other four winners. So you need to pick a winning one. The only reason I'm stuttering here, stopping, is because I want to make sure that this doesn't have reviews yet. And I'm looking up just to, to fill time here, because since you don't have a pick, I'm looking at Stray Gods, the role playing. I've never musical. heard of this in my entire life. Okay, it does not have a score yet. Um okay, okay cool. So I can pick it. Okay. I'm going with Stray Gods, the role playing musical. And then I'm going with it because it's August 3rd. And you're it, picking so weird. It's so strange to me. That you're literally just, you're just so scarred by Immortals of Avian being pushed that you're literally just picking on dates, not based on, it could be like the worst game ever. And you're <laughs> I, I, look, I'm excited for this. This is a, the dragon age lead writer is heading up this project. And it seems to be very much in line with uh, his previous work in terms of the narrative agency that you're going to be given in this okay. game. Uh, listen is it going to work uh this music because musicals you know fine and dandy for a two hour window okay this is going to be probably a you assume eight to ten hour game and if it's non-stop hitting me over the head with a musical for 10 hours that might be very annoying but the the branching past the decision making all of that is stuff that i absolutely love and okay the music it's going to depend on the music if the music is great this is in that you know sayonara wild hearts camp or it, like it this could be something really special because it looks the the art style is great it looks very unique i've never heard of a concept like this where it's a decision making essentially choose your own adventure with the fundamental basis, the foundation for the game being this orchestral, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, the the uh, musical. I guess I don't I don't know really the terms, but it's, it's a musical. <laughs> I I I'm glad you're picking it. I don't know anything about it to be honest with you. So I I hope it does well for you. I, I just I don't know anything might. about it. Literally, I've never heard of it before. So I, it's fun. This is also what's fun about this sometimes to see games I would have never heard of or then vice versa so. yeah and if it cracks me a good i mean this is we're talking our final picks here if this cracks me somewhere in the sevens i'm i'm pretty okay with that yeah yeah okay so so that's our five right yeah yep that's our five i you want to play rock paper scissors for the first alternate no you already told me that whoever the winner is gets all the power so oh man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay you you, no, you no, take... no no you're right to be to be fair to give the loser a chance. You're right. We'll be fair. <laughs> Sorry. I just have to rub it. People are gonna be like, man, this guy went away for three weeks and now he's come back and he's a real jerk to Brandon. <laughs> you just calling him a loser. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a joke. We're all nice. We love each other. Listen, um, yeah. Man. Let's rock, paper, scissors. Ready? Wait, wait. The question with rock, paper, scissors is do you do one? Do you do like bump one, two, three, boom? Or is you yeah. do it on the third count? That's the big question. One, two, three, shoot. Okay. So. All right, can, I can't. I don't know where to do this. I, I can see. I can hold up. Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, I can see. All right, ready? 
One, one, two, two three. three. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. You, this you, is you, such a disaster because there's a slight <laughs> delay that I don't know who's going to be favored in this. You want you want to count the you, one person has to count the one, two, three. You want to count it? <laughs> no, I'll let you. Right. you can, I don't think this is going to work because there's a slight delay, I feel like, in this. All right, you go ahead and do it. You count. All right. <laughs> I can't, we need a better way to do this. I can't do it. Hold up. One more, one more try. One more try. One more try. Okay. Ready? Yeah. One. I already messed it up. You know what? No, no. In the favor of team spirit, you go ahead and pick my alternate first. All right. All right. All right. Damn, in the favor wish... of you know the loser needing a chance, I'll let you go. What are you looking for? I'm looking for a pin or no, something. No, just go ahead. Or, I mean, you or, go. Uh, I'm going to let you be. I'll be nice and I'll let you go. So just remember when you win, be nice. I have this retro rivals pin. I was looking for a quarter. Do you think a pin would work if I flipped it? Absolutely not, because they're not the same on both sides. That's probably true. Right? Just go ahead and take your alternate pick for me. But wait a minute. For the alternates, what is the alternate of? Like it? What, what? is it? Is that a sentence? <laughs> Did you have a stroke? <laughs> what is the alternate of? <laughs> that something has to come after that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That was a sentence, probably. Um, <laughs> we've lost it. All right. I mean, <laughs> when we're choosing, let's rock paper scissors for it. Um, when we uh, when we're choosing an alternate, what are like, <laughs> what are we, cho- <laughs> what are we choosing an alternate of? Like. So, I don't know how to ask that any more of a real way. I'm gonna explain what my idea for an alternate is, and let's see if let's see if this computes. <laughs> I can't do this. We need to end it now. All right, go ahead. So my theory was that since I had a horrific month, I wanted to <laughs> to have some safeguards in place in okay. case I have another horrific month. So I thought, okay, let's <laughs> let's do some alternates. Where, but it, to make it spicy, it. You'll pick my alternate. I'll pick your alternate. And the alternate will only be used if uh, one of our games get delayed. So, like, say you have a game that gets delayed. Your alternate goes in 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 place of that delayed game. But if you have two games that get delayed, then it's like, you know, too bad, so sad. The alternate can only replace one. Yeah, that was exactly my question. What's the alternate of? of... <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the thing is that... All right. You, when you're picking my alternate, you're looking for games that you think, you know, might get delayed or games that you think are just going to be not good. That'll hurt right. the score. So the games you picked. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Sorry. not wrong. I mean, I don't know. But people are really going to just be like, what happened in these three weeks? Do we just hate <laughs> each other now? I'm just trying to make it fun. Okay. I, I understand. You explained that much better than my terrible question. That was bad. That was really bad. You know bad. what? You're going to ask it to someone someday, and you're going to remember this moment forever. I promise you I will never ask anyone in my life what is the alternate <laughs> of ever. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Pick pick the pick thing. Pick thing. Pick thing. That's the new Nintendo game. It's the pick we got him. we got Pikmin out. <laughs> we got and pick thing. The Walmart I swear we didn't do anything weird before this. All right. Go ahead. Um. All right, man. I already know what I'm picking for you, by the way. Unless I pick it for you. Ha, ha, ha. You won't because you don't know how to pick well. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Dude, I'm going Fort Solace for you. How dare you? I think that game is either going to be awful or just not come out. I and, and I want to be wrong on this. I really do. You know I do. I, I've talked about I freaking love 
Troy Baker as Joel. I love Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan. I love the cast. I love the idea of like a maybe narrative driven dead space style game, but like I have no idea what this game is going to be. I'm constantly right. checking for gameplay of this thing and I can't really find anything substantial. Please let us know <laughs> what we're going to be playing when we buy your game. August 22nd. Like this is coming up soon. I, I, I This is a mind blowing game to me and it's exclusive to PlayStation 5. That doesn't seem like a great idea, but no. PlayStation 5, PC, and and Mac, I, you know, they're, they're, I, I do understand it's a smaller dev team, and you do have to prioritize the console or, or the platform with the highest user base. So, okay, but man, it seems like they spent all their money on Roger Clark and, and Troy Baker, but I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong on this, but your alternate slotting it in for you is Fort Solace. That's fair. I, it's funny to your point about not knowing about this game when you had brought up this game last month or whenever I was like, what is this? So that's yeah. the point. I don't think a lot of people know what it is. All right. I, again, to keep the joke going, because, you know, nothing's funnier than than saying the same thing over and over. I really want to <laughs> choose Smurf's cart for you, but I can't because I'm probably going to buy that game. So don't judge me. Um, maybe it has a training mode in minigames. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to pick uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre for you. Yeah. So I, I'm going to be completely honest. I love asymmetrical horror games. Dead by Daylight's one of my favorite games. I I just I there's there's no part of me, even if Gun Media does a fantastic job making it balanced. There's just I don't see a conceivable way that an asymmetrical horror game based on just one property that sure is popular, but it's still niche enough that it's going to do well past a couple of months. I don't see this having a player base for more than a few months, even if the game's good. You already have a game like Dead by Daylight that's been around seven years. You have Leatherface and you have every other horror icon. Uh, yeah. Just, I, I want it to be good because I think it could be because Friday the 13th was a mess, but it was fun. But they dropped the ball because of the licensing thing. I just can't see this lasting more than like six months. I hope it does well, but I just I don't see a world where this can do well. I just don't, even though it's on Game Pass. Yeah, well, you make such a good point is that Leatherface is in Dead by Daylight. So it's like, right. wouldn't you just play the better game? I, look, I, yeah. I, I'll say this. This is something that uh, I probably am in the minority of. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my favorite horror franchise of all time. Okay. Yeah, I really, really love the just kind of grossness of it. And I, I'd love to see this thing do well, but I think the live service kind of rain is is coming to its end and I, I i i don't know it's coming to game pass though so you got a you got a solid install base there you pull you a pull you a sea of stars and get on the playstation plus service as well and might might have some sustainability there but i don't know i i think that's a good slot in for my alternate you thinking that's around a, a six out of ten at best I guess so. So really quick, one last thing that I just read this last week is that gun media has decided that they're not at all putting in bots or a single player mode, which means if there's no player base or as soon as the player base dries up, that, that's it. That's literally yeah. just it. And they've kind of said where it's like, oh, we just we can't balance that. It, we need to prioritize the other. That's fine. I don't know how game development works. I, I guess like that just to me already sounds like they have one foot out the door for another game at some point, because they're like, well, we're not going to put in any of this other stuff to keep the game going. Friday the 13th has bots. You can still play that even though it's a broken game. It just, yeah. I don't see a world where it lasts more than a few months, even with game pass. So it's not even about the review scores that maybe it will review. Well, I just don't see it lasting long. So 
Right. Anyway, well, but I wanted to. I'll still try. To cap this off, to recap for the viewers, the listeners. Sorry, there. My goodness, sir. (laughs) How dare you? My team is Baldur's Gate 3, WrestleQuest, Immortals of Avium, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, Stray Gods, and then my alternate is Texas Chainsaw Massacre that Jeffrey picked for me. Then Jeffrey has Sea of Stars, Blasphemous 2, Armored Core 6, Moving Out 2, Atlas Fallen, and then I picked Fort Solace for him. How are you feeling about your team? I mean, when it's the winning team, I feel great, yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I just keep I don't know why I keep just like adding salt to the wound with this. You have Baldur's Gate 3, which by and large is probably gonna be the best of the month, if I'm honest. So dude, I hope so. I hope so. So stick with us, stay tuned, and we will head back to this topic at the end of August to see who was victorious and to pick Whoa. September's games, which there are plenty of oh, pickings there already. So you ready for That's our fun. final topic? I am. The community, you all, wonderful people watching, picked how we deal with our backlog. My answer, I don't. <laughs> you really don't? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Let's go. I want to hear. So how do we want to talk about this? Because it's a very broad question. Like, are we talking about dealing with the backlog? Like, how do we get through it? Or how do we add games to our backlog? How encompassing is the question in your mind? I don't think it matters. I think you can kind of jump wherever you want to jump to. How, how how do you deal with it in adding to it? How do you deal with it in subtracting from it? Um, I think, I think, you know, maybe some tips that you could share with the people, if you have any, anything like that, I think kind of would, would fit the metric of what I was looking to discuss here. Here's my tip. Stop buying video games and adding them to the backlog. (laughs) dude i because that's my problem i keep buying them on sale i'm like yeah i'll play this i'm gonna play with my wife and we just keep it just keeps growing and we never get to any of them dude let me tell you this i have become horrible about these digital sales i just start by i bought i am alive i bought uh, one that i actually uh, bought i bought oxen free i bought mm-hmm. resident evil zero resident evil one code veronica all the stuff the xbox they, they're consistently having these crazy digital sales and i'm just like get that i'm gonna get that i'm gonna that is that's an excellent tip because th- that is the only way to prevent the backlog from becoming unsustainable but it's such a it, it... It's true, but it's such a universal problem. I feel like uh, a universal first world problem, I should say, yeah. because anytime there's a sale and I hear about this a lot from from people that I know and colleagues that that play on Steam, like the Steam sales, I guess, are just ridiculous because games go down so low in price that like people just stock up hundreds and hundreds of Steam sale games. Fortunately, I don't play on Steam. I don't think you do either. Right. So no. at least we don't have to worry about that. But I think that's just such a universal first world thing where it's just you see a game for two bucks right and you're like oh yeah i'll play that and then i guess the question i have that i'm thinking about and i want to know from you is managing the physical game backlog versus the digital game backlog i guess that's where like in my mind because there's like there can be both right or right. it's one of the same maybe so do you yeah. distinguish between a, a physical backlog and a digital backlog or not, not really. Not really. No, I, I. The thing I've honestly found is that usually the games that I buy digitally, I have a physical copy of it. So it's like, what? What are you doing, dude? You got a copy of this thing. It's just like, you know, 
I have a copy on PlayStation. I'm going to grab the one on Xbox because that's the system that I'm currently playing. And something in my brain goes, you know, you might actually, uh, uh, you, you, you might be in the spur of the moment mood one day while on Xbox and want to swap over to Code Veronica. But there is that thing of, you know, some three Code Veronica is not one because it's, you know, you can still play that on. I think you can play it on PS5. I know you can play it on PS4, but with like, um, there, there's a lot of 360 games that I'll grab on Xbox digitally because you can't get them anywhere else. And that is kind of the, I, I find the, the, like the back catalog games, the backwards compatible games, that's where I can really start piling up the backlog. Like you said, because I'm buying things because usually they're, they're cheaper. I'm buying things with the idea of, Oh, I might play it. And I've tried to stop doing that entirely for physical because i just have no room i'll still do it digitally you know i see like like i said the the resident devil may cry 5 i bought for i think four dollars the other day and i'm playing through it now loving it but it's um the 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 fit i i don't have any more space for physical (laughs) games unless it's something that i'm playing if i buy a physical game i want to play that immediately you know, or it's hmm. something that like with Solstice, where I, you know, you recommended it to me. I saw it had a fairly cheap physical copy. I, I want to play that soon. So I pick it up. I'm, hmm. I'm not buying like, I, you know, talking about the convention that I went to. I bought one game you know, oh, wow. the whole time. And it's a game in a series that I haven't played yet. And it's the one game from that series that I, I didn't have, which is the Soul Reaver, you know, a Legacy of Kane games. There was one gotcha. that, that I didn't have. So I added it to the collection because I am going to go through that unless they, you know, remaster them all or, or whatever, then I'll buy it there. But yeah, that that's kind of my, I, I agree 100%. You, you, the, the main tip I would give to anybody is buy what you want to play. Don't, don't just, you know, stack stuff up on your shelf because, honestly dude probably 30 percent of what i have back there i do need to get rid of at Mm. at some point because it's it's not stuff that it's either stuff i've played and was like okay that's fine and i'll never go back to it or you know some stuff i'll just pick up back when i was really into collecting okay here's a bucket of games for $20 on facebook marketplace and i wanted four of them but it came with 35 and it's just sitting there you know so let me ask you, is that because I feel like and I could be way wrong. I, I feel like a long time ago, maybe in the last year or so, you had told me that a lot of times you pick up and collect games because you do want to get to them someday. Or like when you're retired, you've said, you know, yeah. jokingly or not jokingly, I Dead guess. Serious. Has that shifted more in the last like few weeks and few months? Because you did. Is that correct that you used to say you'd pick them up in just the hopes of playing them later? Where now it sounds like you want to pick up things that you do plan to play kind of immediately. So is that shifted in your brain then? Well, I think I have pretty much everything that I, I mean, of course there's hundreds of games out there that I just have no idea about or, but like things that I really, really want to play at some point, I think I have pretty much everything that I, that I know of right now in my brain that I really want to play at some point. And then there's things that are just, I'm never going to, I'm never going to buy rule of Rose. I'm never going to buy Kuan. I'm never going to buy these, (laughs) you know, 500 to a thousand dollar survival horror games that of course i would like to play but i'm not that that's that's i'm not going down um not going down that route but yeah every i I think i have pretty much if let's put it this way if i was to retire today i think i could probably be okay for the rest of my life just with the (laughs) the physical library that i have here so adding to it at this point just is is 
it, a bit unnecessary. It, I, it, like I said, I will still buy everything modern. I, I still buy everything modern physically if I can. Every right. single thing. And if there's something that I, oh, I never thought about that. Like, um, uh, well, never mind. But yeah, if, if there's something that just <laughs> hits my brain, then I'll, I'll go and I'll, I'll pick up a, a a copy of it physically. If it's something that I do want to play that I just like totally forgot about. Right. Interesting. Well, it, it is an interesting topic because everyone I feel like deals with the backlog differently to give, I guess, a concrete answer of how I try to deal with it, which is again, not very well because it's just simply put, it's hard to find the time to either for me, at least to get through a full game. So I tend to just skip between games, which can be really confusing to keep up with all of them. But what I do concretely is for example, like I'll, I'll go platform to platform, like on Xbox, they just did an Xbox user interface update, which I really hate. It ruined the customization. But the previous iteration of the, the user interface on Xbox, you could make you could customize your homepage. And so when I customized my homepage, I made a section for pins. So my pinned games were the ones that are in my rotation. That was usually like 10 to 15 games, which is a lot, but a lot of more like multiplayer games or just ones I dip in and out of on top of like the bigger story games like Callisto Protocol or Hogwarts Legacy, you know, the indie games, whatever. So I would actually just have like, here's my pins. Those are the games that I'm playing and I plan to tackle and get through. And then I would have like a separate section for like, these are the games I'm playing with my wife. And that just kind of helped me to keep organized to some extent um, without going through hundreds of digital games. The problem is the new update that Xbox just did ruined that. So you can't do that easily anymore. So now I'm just like, I guess I'll not play any of them. Um, go, do you have something you want to say to that? No, I, I, I was, I was thinking about uh, a point that you made earlier and you know, kind of hitting off of what you said about the the rotation of games, is that I don't really look at it, like if I play something for an hour and thirty minutes, two hours, and I, it doesn't click with me, I don't consider that a backlog game anymore. How, how how do you look at that? I would agree with that completely. Yeah, I'm not of the of the viewpoint that like if you start a game, you have to finish it if you're not enjoying it. Like. Maybe when you're a kid and it was easier to do that or something, but nowadays it's like, absolutely not. So yeah. yes, I agree. The point is I agree with you. As long as I tried it, for example, one of the games I played, I was going to talk about what we're playing as long as I played it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I got the idea of it. That, yeah, that doesn't backlog. I guess to answer the question to me, backlog doesn't equate to must finish the game. Right. It just means here's the games I want to like, at least try for a little bit. Right. Totally. Is that what totally. You're That's exact. Yeah. Cause I'm in the same boat. If I play something and it doesn't click with me, like the idea of that game almost vanishes my mind entirely. Yeah. It, you know, it, unless like, okay, there's bugs like cyberpunk 2077. I just couldn't finish that. I wanted to, and then I had to wait for it to get patched. So I could, but like it, in general, if I play something for two hours, I'm like, yeah, I get the idea of the game. I don't know if it's something I want to get. It's not a job, you know, unless it is a job, but like it in right. general, just going through your backlog, that's, not a job it's not that serious if you take you know if you take a couple hundred games to your deathbed and, and, and I, I promise you on your deathbed that's not going to be w one of your top five thousand regrets in this lifetime so mm -hmm. i i think that's a good tip in general is to you know if, if you don't have to finish everything it's not a it's not a requirement it's not a job no, you're absolutely right on that. And I think that is an important thing to say because I mean, at the end of the day, it's all just fun and games, literally, yeah. <laughs> but like, but yeah, I'm of the point, just like you're saying is just 
play a game up until it's not fun anymore. Hopefully that sustains throughout an entire game, obviously. But like if you get to a point in a game and I'll give a perfect example of this, the game that I talked about um, from a few past episodes was Circus Electric, the turn-based carnival, dark, darkest dungeon type game. I adore that. I put in about 12 hours. I really loved the game. I was having so much fun, but now I got to a point where I just, I progressing past the certain boss it's just too hard and i tried yeah. it a few times and i'm like you know what i'm, I'm just not going to do that anymore i want to keep playing but like the fun factor kind of dipped out but for me it's like okay i'm good i got my fill of what that game is and i think that's the point is play until it's not fun anymore totally if if, if it gets to that point for you if it doesn't great but that that i think helps tackle the backlog because then you can move on to maybe a game you bought for two bucks on a sale or maybe a physical game that you hope to play right Right. I I have a kind of tangentially related here. How do you deal with replaying games and how does that factor into this equation? Because I think that I've, I've never been a big replay guy, I rarely ever replay games, but this year, it's just something that I actually just noticed this week is like, I am just craving going back to things that I know. I don't know if it's, hmm. You know, uh, some things are changing in my real life and I'm just like looking for comfort outside of it. And I I don't know really why that's taking place because I'm a comfort food movie guy. I'm a comfort food music guy, but I've never been a comfort food game guy. I like new and fresh and different and but I'm replaying a lot of games this year and that does definitely hurt the backlog. So once again, I think if you're if you're trying to throw out tips here is you know, pick and choose those replays because we all have games we want to go back to, but I think it is in my opinion, more, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I value, I value a new experience more than a older one. I personally do, but I've just been going back and replaying a lot of games lately. So how do you feel about that? How does, how does replaying games kind of factor into this equation for you? I think interestingly, you hit the nail on the head in kind of a big picture psychological way. Not not that again, I have anything to base this on, but you had alluded to, yeah, and I and you already told me some of the things, but you have things going behind on behind the scenes in life. And some of that's good, but some of it can be stressful and unknown and ever changing. And there's a lot of unknown and ambiguity, right? Yeah. So I think you can hit the nail on the head. For a lot of us, I would agree with you on that. If there if life feels like it's overwhelming, if things feel like I don't know what the direction something is going to go. If there's a lot of ambiguity, just like you said, it's easier and more relaxing and sometimes more enjoyable to go back to a game, a movie, a music, you know, a music, a CD or whatever it is. And, and have that experience because it's that comfort. It's that nostalgia. An example of that would be like, like I, I don't really have much time to watch horror movies anymore, but I have a whole log of horror movies I want to watch, but I went back and I was watching the insidious movies again because I've already watched them, but I was like, I just want that familiarity, but then that's still the same scares. But that's to your point that there was a lot of things changing and a lot of ambiguity in life that I needed that familiarity. So I think you actually hit the nail on the head there. Dude. And, and, you know, talking about the time management, I think that's kind of a crucial next step in this conversation is that is more than anything, I would say that's the number one tip is, I, and this is something I'm guilty of. It's something that I think every single one of us living in this modern age, other than maybe like the Amish, but uh, most people <laughs> in the modern age are guilty of just being totally consumed by screens and tablets and phones and, you know, 
And it's so easy. I've caught myself doing it lately where I'll just scroll, dude. And it, it makes me significantly stupider for one, for sure, because I'm doing nothing. Like it's literally, it, it is total junk food, just scrolling, 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 nothing of substance, just scrolling Twitter or whatever. And you can waste so much time essentially doing nothing. And I'm not saying, okay, well stop going and playing, you know, stop, stop scrolling through Twitter so you can get back to playing video games. It's essentially, you're still kind of doing nothing, but it is that thing where if you do want to get some stuff off your backlog, look at how you're spending your time and see if you can manage that time a little bit better. Cause uh, I, I'm sorry for talking so much, but uh, Jen from retro rivals, I will never look at time management the same way again after talking to her. And she said, she had two jobs. This was last year. I think she's, she's cut back, but whatever. She had two jobs last year, uh, like a side photography biz- business. If I'm misquoting here, Jen, I apologize. Mm. This just hit my brain, but she had all this stuff going on and she played and finished like 38 or 40 something games last year. Oh, and, and and they talk about it in a video. And like, that is the definition of somebody who has a lot going on, but probably not spending two hours a day scrolling through mindless nothingness of, of Snapchat or TikTok or Twitter or whatever, you know? So you could, because if you play, if if you took that two hours out and slotted a game in, yeah. uh, Four days. If you play an eight hour game, boom, that's one. So you're essentially uh, close to knocking two games a week off your backlog. And it time management is, is so, so crucial. And it's something that I, 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 I struggle with so bad. At, at times, but I, I'm really trying to make a, a real effort to to not do any of that scrolling, mindless scrolling. I mean, again, I feel like we're getting into some headier stuff because this could this could drip over into like a lot of different areas of life. But to stick it to gaming, I mean, I think that's a again, you're bringing up some really poignant points that are really helpful because it makes you realize how much time we all spend or most of us spend. Yeah. Doing things that really again, it's, it's very subjective what matters, but uh but I guess to your point, if we can, if, if you know there's a game you want to play, right? If you're like, I want to play this game, even if it's a short game, a long game, whatever it is, it, it sounds silly, but to schedule time in your in your day to do that, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to sit down from X time to X time and play that game. Maybe that's a half an hour, maybe it's an hour, but doing that will at least allow you to get through it without the stress of like, well, how do I just slot this in? Just make a time to do that. And And I say that because I've been struggling with that because I used to like even a matter of a couple months ago, my time to like do that would be late at night. My wife would go to bed. I would stay up for three or four hours, but I would usually play like one and a half to two hours of video games, maybe watch something, then go to bed. And that was the time in that hour and a half to two hours. That's when I got through Hogwarts Legacy. That's when I got through the Resident Evil 4 remake because I would just spend that time each night. More recently, I've been going to bed early with her and getting up earlier, but it, it's thrown off when I would do that. And now I, I don't have a time that I really play, which has just actually meant that I'm not really playing games anymore. So I think to to bring it back to a point is just, yeah, time management. If you can schedule an hour to play, it may sound silly, but you'll enjoy it more because you know you set aside that time for your activity. Again, everyone has different obligations, jobs, kids, family, whatever it is for them, right? So like it may not always be feasible, but if you know you have that time, it's going to make it also just more enjoyable when you play the game, right? Totally. And I, I think off of your point, if you love someone, you know, if you're with someone like you, uh, 
people, you have to set boundaries and things that matter to you as stupid as it might be to say video games, really like video games really do impact my mood and mental health on a, on a positive level, like a very positive level. And so I, you have to allow people to have that, that, you know, their time you have to, I think everybody has to make some sort of me time and, you know, and, and it's something that I've definitely struggled with in the, the, the dating field in general is I like a lot of me time. I like <laughs> almost exclusively me time. <laughs> you and me both, brother. It's tough, right? Because like I want to go and I want to exercise for 30 minutes to an hour a day. I want to play the game for about two to four hours a day, two to four <laughs> hours a night. And it, it's I it, but I do think that there is, you know, maybe not four hours a night, but I do think that there is something that all you know, partners are all, uh, we should always allow for our significant others to do the things they enjoy, because I think it does bring a more fulfilling relationship in general. And I just think even if you're working, you know, uh, you know, unless you're working like crazy 80 hours a week, something, of course you don't have time for anything at that point. It's, it's all about survival, putting food on the table. And I totally understand that, but I just think it's so crucial to schedule out some new time and to do something that you truly enjoy rather be gaming. Why this has nothing to do with the backlog. It, it, who cares right. about that at that point, but having some new time to, to just appreciate the things that you enjoy on a deep level. I, I, it's so important for, for just your continued mental health, I believe. Yeah, this is you're. This is becoming like therapy time with Brandon. This is. I feel like you have a. You could have a second career here, man. You're you're hitting on some good points, but they're but they're they are good points because they can relate not just to gaming. It could be any hobby. It could be cooking, baking, you know, crocheting, sports, whatever it is, right? And that's the point. But to bring it circle it back to backlog, I think it does relate because put the put the games on your backlog that a you know you either a will finish or b we'll at least have some fun with, I don't know, I guess it's hard to know, but I mean, like if you know that you don't have time to sit down and play that a game that you know is going to be a hundred hour game. And that's just not realistic to you. You might just not even enjoy that versus if you have a period of time, like you're on vacation for a week, maybe you can do that. So maybe it's, it's okay to play the shorter games. It's okay to ditch the open world games if you don't have time. So I think to bring it back to that, that backlog thing is that just play the games that are going to interest you. And you're not beholden to anybody. If you, if you don't get through it or you only play five minutes, like it doesn't matter really. Like none of that really matters as long as you've had enjoyment with that time and don't stress about it. Like there's no reason to, because I look at all the games behind you right now and I'm like, it's just not feasible that you're going to get through all them realistically. And that's okay. Sometimes it's fun just to look at them. Sometimes it's fun just to look through a sale on like Xbox and just be like, Hey, maybe one day that'd be fun to play. Sometimes that's more fun than buying the games. So that's okay as well. But I will say to what you just said, you know, looking back behind me, there's no chance if I literally from this point in my life was just playing games, like did nothing but play games from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep, I wouldn't be able to get through everything on these shelves that, you know, I've I've played through a lot of what's on these shelves, but the, I would say, man, and I know this is sacrilegious to a lot of collectors, but you don't want to get to the point where it becomes hoarding 
And yeah. I think looking at yourself and this is something I need to, to me, it's not a hoarding. It, I guess you could argue it might be a bit of a hoarding thing, but <laughs> it's a laziness thing for me. It's like, I look at myself all the time and I'm like that family guy game for the Xbox. Am I ever going to play that? Why did I pick that up? Like nothing against it, but yeah. I'm probably never going to play that. There's so many games. I have like the Tom Clancy rainbow six games that I bought in bulk with a, you know, it had a bunch of other games that I wanted to play and those came with it. And I was like, okay, uh, you know, I'll, I'll sell them at some point. Never sold them. They're just still sitting there. So it's like, I think maybe even visually for people to, to put in perspective, what they have on their backlog and what they actually want to play. It might be beneficial for people who are physical collectors to go look at themselves and start removing some things, you know, take it to your local game shop, get you some money for it. And then it, maybe that could at least visually make it seem more manageable for what you have on your backlog. If it is things like you said that you actually do want to get to and things you think you feasibly could get to before you, you know, kick the bucket. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, again, that is good because it goes back to that whole digital and physical thing, right? There are kind of two versions of the backlog depending on that. I mean, the games that you see right above me, that's all I got physically. And that's not because I don't want to collect them, but it's exactly what you said. It just, I'll get them because I want to look at them. For me, it's just fun to go over there for a minute and look at it and be like, oh, it's cool. I have that. But I just know I'll never get around to a lot of them. Unfortunately, that's just meant the digital side has become more overwhelming because there's a hundred games I got for two bucks that I'm like, I'll play that and then never do. Right. But it's okay if you don't. And like at the end of the day, like it doesn't really matter if you do or don't. I think that's the thing about the backlog is as long as maybe not as long as, but if, if you just jump into it and you tried it and at least you had the experience of it, at least you had the experience of it, right. Whether you finished it or not. Maybe just separating that pressure of like, you have to finish every game you start. And I think that's the interesting thing that this conversation has brought up is there's so many other points that are related to it that I do think are a lot more important than the actual backlog point, you know, about the, the hoarding versus collecting about the time management, about the, you don't have to finish every game on your, like, those are all important points that I, um, yeah, that, that I, I truly believe deep into my soul. So I hope that, uh, I hope you guys, (laughs) got some value out of our our little backlog ramble there anything else you you wanted to add to the discussion jeffrey no that was a fun that was a fun little topic i feel like anytime we talk about a community topic you guys have chosen it kind of sparks new ideas of doing like a topic on the games we play for our mental health that help us right or the games that like we do replay even if we don't often what are the games we do replay i think it always sparks some fun new ideas for future videos so thank you guys for voting on it we appreciate it I got to say, I'm to the point now where every time I think of a new topic for, I, I got to go back and check the community poll to make sure I didn't put it in there before. <laughs> it's like, it, I, there's no way that I've thought of this and not put this in there before. But yeah, it's a, sure. I, I love, 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 love the community topics. Love having people involved with all of that. And I, I Jeffrey, I really, really like your idea. Uh, obviously not next week because we'll be packed with the the what we're playing as as the main topic of the show. But I really love your idea of having four selections for um uh, tier lists and letting the community vote on on what we tier up. I, I, the reason there was dead air there is because I was trying to remember what I what that idea was that I had that you said is a good idea. I'm well, like I don't remember this idea. After you we mean did voting on what we rank. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. Tier or whatever. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Cause after we did the uh, publisher <clears throat> rankings, you said it'd be a cool idea to have the community vote on, uh, you know, just four different tier lists or four different rankings and have them pick which one we, we end up 
you know, ranking, which only end up doing the tier list for. I, I really love that idea. So we'll, we'll definitely hit that at some point. Sounds good. I mean, again, having all of you guys watch, I know a lot of you were have been watching Brandon for a long time on this. So thank you for welcoming and being a part of this as well. It's just cool to see the comments. I know Brandon's the one who lo- lovingly and kindly responds to all of them with awesome answers and everything. So it's just cool to have you guys watch, you know, we're a small community, but um, I just want you to know, we definitely appreciate that. There's even a hundred of you that care. That's that, that's pretty darn cool. So thank you guys. It's, it helps fuel, you know, doing this each week. So Absolutely, man. And I, I oh, well, well, we'll, we'll wrap up here quick, but I, I do want to say, yeah. For for those of you out there who missed the clips, and uh, I oh, yeah. I understand that there's a ton of value in the clips for growth. I totally totally get it, guys. If I'm just being totally honest, life is has it's been getting really hectic, really busy, a lot of like life changing shit going down. So it's just I love this so much, like to my core love doing this so so much and whenever that like content brain battles with the passion brain it makes it to where the love starts to kind of lessen you know what i mean because then it's like you're thinking of it as a job or you're thinking of it as like okay let's let's pump this content out get that get that it's like dude i just for the time being guys I got to kind of take my foot off the gas with a lot of that stuff. Just do this once a week. And uh, so I hope I I know that there's a lot of people out there like, man, we don't want to tune in for a two hour show. Give us a 10 minute clip of some of the best moments. I, right. I do understand that. But listen, the timestamps are there and I hope you can kind of, you know, uh, understand or relate to that a little bit. No, oh, it's, it's, I think it's the behind the scenes stuff. I always appreciate in podcasts and channels and things. I think that's interesting and it humanizes a lot of it. So you know, we're just two random you know, guys doing this online in our small little way. So yeah, it, clearly a lot of you are just appreciating this just as much as we do making it. And it's all very fluid. What we, where we're at now could be different in a month in a week in a year. Right. So like oh, any yeah. of that stuff can change. And the biggest thing to do is if you guys really do enjoy this and just share it around, I know everyone says that and it's silly, but like, if you just, even if there's a couple of people that you're like, this could be fun for them. It helps out. There's no pressure to do that, but we're just trying to do this the best we can right now. So thank you guys. Yeah, totally, man. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Episode 21, Unnecessary Rambling is in the books. And uh, we're coming at you next week with a whole lot of gaming. So be prepared. Keep smoothing, Mo and Dane. Thanks for making that shirt for him. That was really cool. Keep on smoothing, baby. That is sick. Keep it smoothing. Keep it smoothing. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye.